Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. And we're delighted to bring you short portions of this spoken ministry on today's broadcast. Now, let's join today's life study. All genuine believers in Christ know that an essential of the Christian faith is that Christ our Savior is sinless. In fact, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians that he did not know sin. Yet, the very same verse tells us that this one that did not know sin was made sin. Here's chapter 5, verse 21. Him who did not know sin, he made sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in him. What mysterious, marvelous language. He who did not know sin was made sin on our behalf. We who believe treasure the fact that he died for our sins Yet do we really have a proper understanding and a proper appreciation of the fact that according to God's word, he was made sin on our behalf? Ron Kangas has joined us as we fellowship. Really, it's a deep point, one that is uh, probably not well understood at all, would you say, Ron? I think uh, I would include myself to a large degree in that statement. Believers really don't quite have a handle on this generally, do they? Uh, No, not even close, actually. But we're not saying that We have a comprehensive and thorough grasp either. That would be just to say too much on our own behalf. We're dealing with something that transcends the human mind. So our understanding is only partial and approximate understanding. Yet we need to be exercised to go beyond the incredible superficiality that characterizes much of today's preaching to consider what this verse is actually saying, that Christ experientially did not know sin. Of course, he knew what sin is objectively, but he did not know sin in his own life because he was without sin. Yet he was made sin on our behalf. So that we might not just be righteous, but the verse says, become the righteousness of God in Christ. So we will, as a kind of attempted compliment to Brother Lee's ministry on these verses, we will attempt to just enlarge upon it and testify and bear witness to the wonder Hmm. that once we were sinned, But Christ was made sin on our behalf. Now, in Christ, we become the righteousness of God. This is a powerful uh, word. And as you pointed out so well, it's often neglected, this matter of becoming. And the verse we read, there are the two becomings. He became something that we might become something. And I think this is a, a big part of really unraveling what is a mysterious marvelous point. Speaking of becoming, Witness Lee will refer to another verse where we see this thought conveyed from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, and the Word became flesh and tabernacled among us. 
and we beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and reality. Ron, not to take much more time before we join Witness Lee, but he doesn't say he became human or humanity, but specifically it says he became flesh, and there's a real parallel here, isn't there, to Second Corinthians 5.21? There is. God intended to use the word flesh with all of its resonances and all of its implications and associations. The word God became flesh. He became human as part of the old creation. And this was the basis according to which he was made sin on our behalf, all the while without knowing sin or being sinful. He was not made sinful. He was made sin. And a crucial step in being made sin was for him to become flesh. And praise the Lord, he did. He did. All right, let's join Witness Lee. Verse 21 says, Him who did not know sin, he, that means God, made sin. God made him sin. That means God made Christ sin on our behalf. Only Paul had the bonus to say this. Christ was made sin. But the Bible says he didn't know sin. Christ knows everything. <laughs> what the Bible says, he didn't know sin. What does this mean? The word know in the Bible has deeper meaning than what is in our mind. In Matthew 7, the Lord told those people who will come to him and say, Lord, didn't we do this for you? Didn't we do that for you? The Lord said, you people of lawlessness, get away from me. I never knew you. That doesn't mean the Lord didn't know them. The Lord knows everything. Knows everybody. Here, in principle, it is the same. In experience, in a direct contact, the Lord didn't know sin. He had nothing to do with sin. Yet, he was made sin. What does this mean? In John 1, 14, it says, the word, which was God himself, was made flesh, or became flesh. Flesh there refers to the fallen man. Christ became a man. When man was fallen, and this fallen man is the flesh. So when he became man, he became a flesh. You put these two verses together. Christ became flesh. Christ was made sin. These indicate to you that we, as the fallen flesh in the eyes of God, is just sin. We are not only sinful. We are just sin itself. The fallen human being as the fallen flesh is sin. And Christ was made such a flesh. So, in this sense, Christ was made sin on our behalf.
Ron, the linking of these two verses, as he pointed out, 2 Corinthians 5.21 and John 1.14, both of which we read at the beginning of the program, leads us to this inescapable conclusion, logically, that, and I'm quoting him directly here now, we are not only sinful, we are sin itself. In what sense are we sin, and why is it important in the scope of God's reconciliation and redemption? Let's consider what we mean by sin as opposed to sins or being sinful. Sins are acts of transgression, violating Mm -hmm. the law of God, acting contrary to the character of God. And to be sinful is to have sins in one's behavior or to be disposed to committing sins. But sin, uh, let's just state it directly, is the nature of Satan. He is the inventor, the origin of sin, and he is sin, and he is the father of sinners, of serpents. When Adam fell into sin, he not only committed a transgression by disobeying God, he took in the life and nature of Satan into him, that caused a transmutation, a deformation, a corruption of our human nature. As a result, according to Romans 5, human beings were constituted sin. Sin is something that we are in our constitution. It's all-pervasive total, radical. So, for us to be sin means that in our fallen nature, we are constituted with the evil element of Satan to such an extent that we are a totality of sin. Hmm. We not only commit sins in our behavior, we are sin in our constitution. Therefore, Not only is what we do a problem, what we are is a problem. Both problems are solved through the death of Christ on the cross for the problem of what we do, that is, sins, Christ bore our sins. For the problem of what we are, that is, sin, Christ was made sin for us having come in the likeness of the flesh of sin, so that when he died, sin in the flesh was condemned by the righteous God, and now we have Christ as our sin offering, so that in him, in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God constitutionally. This is the revelation, insofar as I can articulate it, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. This is a life-changing vision and revelation to receive that our problem with God is not merely based on the things that we do, but it is based far more intrinsically on what we are. And uh, that's really what we're touching, the solution to both levels of problem uh, or problems that we have with God. And these two levels, actually, as we're going to see in this coming portion, are levels of our reconciliation. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3, 
I delivered to you first of all, that which also I received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scripture. And now to go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, for the love of Christ constrains us, he says in verse 14, because we have judged this, that one died for all, and therefore all died. So not only has he died for our sins, but he has died for us intrinsically, what we are, in addition to what we do. Let's go back to Witness Lee. For you to be reconciled to God in the first step, Christ died for your sins. This is mentioned in the first book, chapter 15, verse 3. This is for the first step reconciliation. But for you to be reconciled further to God through the second step, Christ died not for your sins, but just for yourself. Christ died for your sins to have your sins forgiven of God. And Christ died for you to terminate you. In chapter 15 of the first book, that was Christ's objective death for the first step of reconciliation, to reconcile the sinners to God. And here in this chapter, in the fifth chapter of the second book, Christ died for us. And this is the subjective death of Christ. And this is for the reconciliation of the believers further to God. Could you follow me? Paul's concept in this chapter is to show us eventually this kind of apostles, this kind of ministers of the new covenant are persons just spontaneously to bring people back to God thoroughly, back to God fully. Today, suppose you bring a person to God, how far the persons could be brought to God? How far, you tell me? How far? It depends upon the distance you have passed through. You see? If you have passed through just this far, the people brought to God by you could never go further than where you are. Okay, if you have really entered the holy place, not only just at the entrance, but to the center of the holy place, then the people whom you brought to God all will arrive there. This is the concept of the Apostle Paul in chapter 5. We, the apostles, all have been brought into the Holy of Holies. Ron, we just heard of uh, this two-step reconciliation and an analogy to the marvelous Old Testament picture of the tabernacle with the two inner chambers. Maybe you could put these pieces together for our listeners who may not be so familiar with this type. Sinners are alienated from God, far from God, unable to have fellowship with God. Sins cut off fellowship. Sin frustrates fellowship. It is God's desire in his complete salvation to reconcile us thoroughly, completely to himself. And this reconciliation in our experience has two main stages. First, 
we hear the glorious good news uh, sounded in 1 Corinthians 15.3. Christ died for our sins. Hallelujah for Amen. this. Amen. He died for our sins. We believe into him. We receive him into us. We are justified by grace through faith. On the basis of justification, we receive the divine life. We are born of God, and we have access to God. We have a standing in grace. This is signified by entering into the holy place of the tabernacle, where we may enjoy God in Christ to a certain extent. But the veil in the tabernacle, which signifies the flesh, points to a barrier. God himself is in the Holy of Holies. So we need the second step or stage or aspect of reconciliation, and that is to realize that Christ died not only for our sins, but he died for sin. He was made sin. He dealt with sin. He crucified the flesh of sin. When we realize that not only what we do, but what we are keeps us from God, and if we realize that Christ died not only for what we do, but for what we are, we apply him and experience him as the one who died for us who were sin. Because he died for us, this barrier, just our flesh separating us from God, is removed, and we can be fully one with God, we can enter into God, we can actually dwell in God by being in Christ. That is signified by our entering into the Holy of Holies, where God is. Actually, the Holy of Holies is what God is. When we are in this realm, we are in God, we are fully one with him. So, two-step reconciliation. Christ died for our sins, that we may enter into fellowship with God in the holy place. Christ was made sin and died for sin, that we may be reconciled further to God and enter into him and dwell in him as our holy of holies. It is when we are fully reconciled to God in Christ that we become in Christ, the righteousness of God. And that is the part of uh, the verse that we're focusing on today that we want to come to in this final portion, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Here's Witness Lee once again. All the broad bag people enjoy Christ to the uttermost. And in this uttermost Christ, they all became the righteousness of God in him, being one with him, in the organic union with him. These people who had been brought thoroughly back to God are made righteousness. They do not only become righteous persons, but they become righteousness itself. Just like in Adam, they got fallen to be sin. Now they have been brought back in Christ. And in Christ, they have been made righteousness. In Adam, they became sin. In Christ, they are made 
righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God could have such a people on this earth. In the eyes of God and in the eyes of the devil, in the eyes of all the angels, we are righteousness. It doesn't mean we are righteous before God. To be righteous before God is one thing. To be God's righteousness is another thing. In Adam, we got fallen to the bottom that we became sin. Not only we were sinful before God, we became sin. But now in Christ, since we have been brought back to God thoroughly, hallelujah, we enjoy Christ to such an extent that in Him we are now God's righteousness. My, what a salvation! What a reconciliation! This is why you have this concluding verse. Him who did not know sin, he made sin on our behalf, that we might become God's righteousness in him. This is the top peak of God's salvation. That we might become God's righteousness in Christ. Well, I think uh, it would be uh, sheer folly to try to say it any better than we just heard it. This is the top peak of God's salvation, Ron. In Adam, we were not just sinners. We actually were sin. In Christ, we don't just become righteous. We become the righteousness of God in him. How is this possible? How it's possible is beyond me to say. I would only remark that... What the grace of God and his salvation can accomplish in the life of a fallen human being is uh, just incredible. That God, in the beginning, created us in his image, that we would be filled with him to express him. We fell into sin, we became sin. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, we have both the solution of the problem of sin through Christ being made sin for us and the fulfillment of God's purpose. That is our becoming the righteousness of God in Christ. By the life of God, through the grace of God, we become the same as God in Christ as righteousness. Mm. It's probably wise not to try to say more. We would encourage our listeners to read and reread 2 Corinthians 5, to pray over verse 21. This is the main thing, to come to the Lord through the Word. Then as a help, we encourage our listeners to obtain the life study messages, which are an expounding of the Word and really open the Word so that we may return to the Word and to the Lord to receive even more impression of this marvelous peak in the divine revelation that Christ became what we are, that we might become in Him what God is, That is, that we might become the righteousness of God. 
This is a thought worthy of God and worthy of our most concentrated attention and earnest seeking. Well, marvelous fellowship. I just uh, regret we don't have more time to probe this uh, deep and high peak matter of becoming the righteousness of God in him. As you said, we would offer our listeners the printed life study messages. We hope you'll take advantage of this. Our toll-free number, if you'd like to get the printed life study messages for 2 Corinthians 1-888-543-3788. Ron, thank you for your fellowship. I invite you back whenever you're able, and it's always good to have you here. And it's always good to come again to fellowship based on the pure Word of God. I would say amen to that. And for Ron Kangas, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you all very much for listening. Witness Lee's remarkable commentary on the life of Abraham, taken from the life study of Genesis, is now available from Living Stream Ministry in a single volume entitled Abraham Called by God. Abraham Called by God by Witness Lee is available at Christian bookstores everywhere, or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788.